and a one and a two. Welcome bum, everybody. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. This, this isn't the string quartet. No, or, no, the, uh, the barbershop, barbershop quartet. quartet. Wong, yeah. Wong, 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 <laughs> my <laughs> Welcome everybody to episode forty nine of the Trade Secrets Podcast. That's this isn't the Trade Secrets Podcast. <sighs> I haven't even had enough to drink to the be that. The fail boat. <laughs> Soon you'll be getting a host or two. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go to sleep, guys. Okay. That's okay. <sighs> and scene. Worthless power ups are worthless. It's like a Scottish castle fell over into a giant bowl of chili. I have liquor and no morals. Let's date. You are listening to the After the Fact Podcast. Guess who was hiding behind the door this whole time? It was me! There comes a time in a man's life. Classic gaming by geeks just like you. Isn't this whole podcast a circle jerk anyway, regardless of our opinions? Remember, kids, random drops take time away from your life that you could be spending having sex. And now, your hosts, Luke Matthews. Yes, yes, I do have a boner for Ratchet and Clank, because the games are good. Matthew Coyne. When Old Republic comes out, remember Steak and BJ Day. And Andy Padel. Quick, everyone, get on board Cletus! Welcome, everybody, to episode 49 of the After the Fact Podcast. I am your host, Luke Matthews, joined by my co-hosts, Matthew Coyne. What's up, Internets? And Andrew Padel. Hey! Uh, Dwayne, unfortunately, couldn't join us today. He got wrangled into doing work, which really blows, but uh, he will hopefully be with us for episode 50, and you can always hear him on on Hit the Deck. Yes. Uh, Patrick was supposed to join us too. He told me that he really wanted to be here, and he he didn't. Like he just didn't. Yeah. So, but the three of us are going to spend this episode talking about Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest, <laughs> NES game released in 1987. Uh, we will discuss it more later on. But as always, we will start by talking about what we're all playing. Uh, what are you playing, Andy? Uh, so the quickest one being, I've been playing more of Dark Souls. I've spent eight hours and. Had absolutely zero progress. Okay. I am uh, trying to get the platinum in it, and I have two bosses left in my New Game Plus playthrough, one of which is uh, it's like Seal of the Scaleless or something like that. <laughs> I don't even remember the dragon boss's name anymore. It's just that bitch who I'm trying to cut the tail <laughs> off. <laughs> the problem with this boss is it's got three tentacles, one to the right, one to the left, and then a rear tail tentacle thing. Uh, okay. It spins faster than I can run around it, and I need to chop the back tail off. Mm. The problem is Do you ever that think about running the opposite direction. It, it just it. it <laughs> I, I, I no. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> huh. No, that doesn't fucking work. <laughs> I've tried tricking it. I've tried baiting it. I've tried to get it to do a giant attack and running around. It's just annoying. Mm. 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 Let's mm. stop talking about that now. <laughs> <laughs> what else are you playing? Uh, the newest game that I'm playing is Infinity Blade 2. Mm-hmm. If you liked Infinity Blade with your climb to the top of the tower, die, have your kid come back and avenge you, 
he dies, and then his kid comes back to avenge him and dies, and then his kid's kid comes back to avenge his kid. Who Which dies. means he he makes sure and gets one good fuck in right before he gets to that tower. <laughs> yeah, well, kind of spoils it because there's actually some story in this one. You find out you're one of the immortals as well, and it's not your descendants who are doing it. It's you. Oh. Uh, yeah. That's it's, boring. It's That's more an the, odd resurrection kind of yeah, esque story. It's more the same. Uh, it's gorgeous. It's the best looking iPhone game that I've seen. I mean, it's. That's it, because they don't actually have to render much of yeah, anything. It's, it's, like, it's, it's like very, very specific movements. <laughs> uh, but the, the most striking thing about that, or the hottest thing, let's say, is the fact that my iPhone heats up to about 9 million degrees when I play it for anything more than like four minutes. First time I was playing it, I'm like. Man, my hands are real sweaty. What's going on? Man, this feels hot. I'm just, I'm, I'm nuts. Okay. No, the phone actually gets hot. <laughs> you set down the phone, and then you pick it up, and there's a black spot yeah. where it has charred the table that you've set it on. Just pour water on it and sit in a very closed closet, and it's like iPhones. It's like eye sauna. I, I just want to fry an egg on it just to see if it can be done. <laughs> um, that's about it for me. This. This Woodenville whiskey make they they make some fine bourbon. That is some yes. Woodenville whiskey is phenomenal. Good, good, good stuff. Good stuff. What about you, Matthew? What are you uh, playing? Uh, let's see. Well, um, I oddly enough, I really have had no time. I've been playing uh, work, and uh, I've been playing Furniture Rancher at my apartment, which which was made easier because I just unlocked the girlfriend moves her stuff in cheat. So, oh, wow. so now my place is just stacked hard with mode? boxes. Yes, it's hard mode. No, it it no, it's it's get the hell out of her way mode. And, so this uh, happened this weekend. Yeah, this happened this week. So this weekend is when the six week countdown to your breakup started. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been playing a little Skyrim actually for the most part, and on PC, and I didn't bother with it for Xbox. I like patches. Yeah. See, the last show you were talking about how you didn't want to play it, and now you bought it. I didn't. Well, initially, it was kind of like I. I found myself going. I didn't necessarily want to play it because I didn't want to have a bunch of time eaten up. And then when I realized that pretty much absolutely everything out there requires some level of concentration, going past one hour, and I had no one hours left to give. I'm like, fuck it, Skyrim. I can just blow ten minutes here, ten minutes there, ten minutes there, fifteen minutes okay. here, twenty. You ten minutes actually. here, ten minutes there. If Three you want to here. play it for the rest of your, your natural, natural life, life. yes. <laughs> Hey, I no, do. To each his own. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I got nothing. It's good. It's gray. It is. It's it's Finland. Let's go kill shit in Finland with giant. It's Finland with giant spiders. Finland it's, doesn't it's, have giant spiders. No. Choose what no. type of shut-in that collects random object X that you want to decorate your house <laughs> with. Well, no, I mean, but that's every. Okay, I'm sorry. That's every Elder Scrolls game. It's literally commit mass murder in a town, steal their shit, redecorate one house. Go to the next town, mass murder a town, steal their shit, redecorate a house. I mean, with it, sorry, go ahead. That, that's a. It might as well be a game mode at this point. You just get you unlock achievements, wiped everyone out. Nice place though. Depopulation, <laughs> exactly. bronze trophy. <laughs> I've been playing stuff considerably less violent. I finally bought myself a 3ds. I uh, bought one for my wife and I, one for my wife and one for me. Uh, mostly because of Mario 3D Land. So mm-hmm. good, it is so good. And I was able to, you know, I, I gotta say that's that's one of the arguments for backward compatibility in my mind is that. There really are only about three games on the 3DS that I want to play that are 3DS games. But 
I was able to wrangle, convince my wife and myself to buy them because we can replace our DSIs and just play DS games on them when we want. So we're like, well, we're just replacing the DSIs. And we sold, you know, I'll sell my DSI and I'll get some of the money back. So it'll be, you know, sure. a, a cheap upgrade basically. Uh, but 3D Land is excellent. Like one of my favorite Mario games in a long time. Um, I'm a big fan of the kind of uh, individual level collect-a-thon Mario's rather than like the open world kind of stuff that they try to go to. So I enjoy Mario Land where it's just like, finish this level, get all the big coins in this level, move to the next level, you know? <laughs> like, uh, I'm a big fan. It's really, really fun. They did this kind of neat hybrid thing where it's not really a full open world like like Galaxy or Mario 64. They did more of a like you have individual worlds and your viewpoint will be fixed right. instead of being able to rotate the camera around. Right. And um, it moves away from the thing I hated about New Super Mario Brothers, which was the, the 2D, 3D, like fucking 2.5D bullshit oh, that I thought okay. was a cop-out and moves into this kind of middle realm that, that reminds me in some ways of uh, Super Paper Mario on the Wii um, just because of the way that... Like with Super Paper Mario, it was technically a 3D environment that you were moving around in, but your right. camera view was fixed, and you would you could move in specific ways, and then you could flatten things to turn it 2D every once in a while. But like it, that's kind of the design element that it reminds me of. So okay. good game, good game, and I suggest anybody that has a 3DS, it's it's a must buy. Mm-hmm. And I got Mario Kart too, Mario Kart Seven, <laughs> Mario Kart also. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> it's good. It's uh, it's still not as good as Double Dash. Uh, Double Dash is the best Mario Kart that's ever been made. Um, so it's better than Mario Kart DS. Not as good as Double Dash. Track design on the new tracks is kind of weak, in my opinion. But it's not, you know, they're they're not awful. They're just not as good as, like, Double Dash's tracks. So, But it's a Mario Kart game. Yeah. Run around. Blue shells are still bullshit. <laughs> just complete and utter bullshit. Well, yeah. So... Um, so I've actually, you know, surprisingly enough, been playing real video games for the last few weeks instead of, uh, instead of, right, what? All for now. Yeah, right. (laughs) Instead of. Ratchet and Clank, yeah. Uh, no, I haven't, haven't started yet. Did you finish Uncharted 3? Uh, no. Um, it's weird because I haven't, the last two chapters I want to commit to, I want to be able to sit down for the next, for like a two hour stretch and finish the game. And I haven't had that opportunity, which is why I've been playing Mario Land and, and Mario Kart because they are 15-minute increments, right? I sit down, I play through a level, it takes me... You know, Mario Land, uh, playing through a level will take five minutes, you know, maybe ten. Uh, Mario Kart, I can finish an entire four-track fucking Grand Prix circuit in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've just been playing everything in little spurts. Uh, I don't have the time to co- devote to... to uncharted but i will hopefully once this podcast is up and i'm caught up because yeah. uh i did two shows this weekend that were supposed to be up a week slash two weeks ago depending on which show we're talking about uh <laughs> oh hey invincible's up <laughs> yeah Ding. yeah so uh every i mean maybe that's a good thing for for uh the people who've been missing out on shows for a while because they're going to get three podcasts in three days basically 
you know, <laughs> after the fact, 48, trade secrets, 19, and after the fact, 49, all in rapid succession. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, life's been pretty boring. It's it's amazing how lethargic you get after a month of obligatory productivity with fucking NaNoWriMo, man. When I come home every day and I'm like, I have to write all the time. And now, like, this weekend was the first weekend that I wasn't doing it. And I was just like, do I really want to get up off the couch? <laughs> Did you meet your goal? No. Uh, no, I came short <laughs> by... <laughs> I had to say it. I know. I came I was short by 3500 words. Uh so I I got 46,500 words uh written and but that's including like the the Thanksgiving week I didn't write at all. So out of the 30 day period there were 8 days where I was unable to write entirely. So basically I got 46,500 words in 22 days. Um so it's good. It's it's got me deep enough into this novel that I'm going to finish it. It's just going to take a while. So, well, I'm I'm very, I'm very roughly two thousand four hundred words a day, roughly. Probably sure you're you're doing math, and I'm incapable of that right now. I've, I mean, I'm in food slash alcohol coma. Like I, I'm not I'm not drinking enough alcohol to get me drunk, but it's damn well going to make me sleepy just, after just all this food. <laughs> yeah, which is why I which is why I'm uh in NPR mode tonight. Yeah. Just kind of hmm. welcome to the After the Fact podcast. We are discussing Castlevania 2 today. I thought it was an like, evening with Adam Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an evening with Adam Dorsey with our host Luke Matthews inside the podcast studio. <laughs> it's 2023. This is the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Castlevania 2, you guys, you guys start, please. Uh, because well, I'll start by saying one thing. Um, I will freely admit that I did not get very far in this game. I played a lot. I probably put four or five hours in the last three days into it. And nope, didn't get, didn't anywhere. get anywhere. Didn't get shit. Killing yeah. me. So. Killing me. It's because I didn't play it when I was a kid. I didn't know... It, I, I walked, lies to you. Yeah, I walked into this game not knowing anything about it except that I had I had touched it a little bit when I was a kid and run around in the village and that's it. Like that's the only thing I did with it when I was a kid. So Yeah, yeah okay. Um you want to talk about how poor the localization is, how <laughs> bland the graphics are? Oh my god. It's like the, okay, the controls are good. Like I, I will say that. I mean it, minus jumping. No, jumping's fine. Jumping the controls are the fine. controls are damn near identical to the first game. Yeah. So it's yeah. like it's, you can't really you can't really fault the controls for being bad or good or okay, indifferent because they're know, just the, they're Castlevania controls. Right. It, it feels weird because it it's like Castlevania in molasses. It's because you're longer, not slower and generally more shitty. <laughs> I mean, like it's I mean, grindier. It's easier. Things are more spread grindier. apart. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's grindier. That's the one thing about it that definitely jumps out at me. Is is if like in every Castlevania game I've played since then, I've or in, in Castlevania, I, I don't feel. I, I yes, do you, can you grind in some of these? Yes, do you you know uh, uh, Symphony of the Night? Do you grind? Yes. Is oh, it you fun? Yes. Hell yes. Well, I, I think the thing is, you say 
you can't, you don't need to say it's grindier. You just say it's grindy because yeah. I don't see Castlevania. I don't see Symphony of the Night as grindy. I don't see no. a lot. It's there's fun. It is. It is a. It's not grindy in so much as uh, you are farming one spot to get something in order yes. to go buy shit. Right? That's RPG grindy. That's farm monsters, get stuff, go trade stuff for other stuff, go out, kill monsters now that you're upgraded. Right. The first I killed seventeen blobs and got a stack of six oh. sticks. I'm going to sell this stack of sticks for a club. <laughs> yeah. I'm take the club, kill bigger monsters, get. Iron ore. I'm yeah. gonna take that iron ore back, sell it, and get a magic spell. Right. <laughs> so the thing, the thing is, with Castlevania One or Symphony of the Night, rather, you're not grinding the same way. You are going for it's. It's more, you know, it's Metroidvania, right? It's it's go yeah. from point A to point yeah. B, grab item. Yeah. Item allows you to get to point C, go to point C, grab item, which allows you to get to point D type thing, right? Or backtrack to point C and get some new area or some new thing. Right. And depending on, but depending on where you are in the game, there are a couple areas in Symphony of the Night that are grindy. Sure. I mean, there's a couple areas. Like, um, what is the stack of bodies boss that I can't uh, think of for the life of me? It's like Abaddon or something like that. Yeah. This is the one where you, after you flip the castle, or is this? But it no, it's a, before. It's in the before. basement. It's just the, oh, the giant ball yeah, that every time yeah, yeah. You get dead bodies fall off. Fall, yeah. Oh, God, I can't remember now. I don't um, remember it either. I think it's Abaddon. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, but so there are certain times when you'll encounter a boss, and maybe you've gone too fast, and you're just not the right level. Those are times that you have to grind, get a few more levels, make things easier for okay, yourself. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, but it's not the entire. But that's not the entire game exactly. Yeah, and that's a voluntary grind. That's just like I've been blasting through this so fast that I'm actually okay. Cool, I can you know, I can go back and get some stuff, and I probably forgot things. And nine times out of ten, if I was blasting through that and grinding and get to a boss, and I couldn't do much of anything against that boss, it's because I'd gone by too fast, and there was stuff that I had missed, and there's stuff that I needed to go back for. Mm -hmm. So in order to get the first with this one. first orb you don't need to grind Mm-mm. you can actually get there without the stuff yeah. if you know what to do you can you know. with a lot yes. of trial and error yeah however it makes things a lot simpler if you upgrade not once but twice with your whip you buy the holy water you so you have well you have to get 50 hearts so my biggest fault yeah. my biggest fault with this game as a starting from a from a starting point perspective mm-hmm. is the fact that you really do kind of get thrown into this this world expecting Castlevania and getting Something Zelda. completely different. You know? I would yeah. say Zelda. Well, uh, you get... Wh- what it is, you what you do get, they don't explain. They never teach you, like, that... They don't teach you that things are different or why they're different or how they're different. They don't teach you that you're supposed to talk to people. Like, if I were... If I were coming into this game completely blank, they'd drop me in that town, and then there's a bunch of people that I can't kill. Like, right. what am I supposed to do, right? Right. You're going to run around the town, and then the only way that you find out that you can even talk to people is by accident. Yeah. You know? And you find out that you can talk to people because you're, like, trying to kill them, and then they get too close, and you hit the B button, and it's like, oh, okay. And then you're treated to... The slowest... I, slowest, slowest, uns, un, like unspeed upable. Need <laughs> yeah. a crystal. 
Dole. Yeah. It, it is a it's it's a it's a mantra. It's like they're literally just una ma ma ba pe ra me and thorn whip. Yeah. It doesn't and that the that's the biggest problem that I have is is not that they changed not that they changed the gameplay style, it's that they changed it without without any lead in, without any without telling no. you at all. And some people will be like, Well that's a classic game, asshole. You just gotta go figure it out. I'm like, that would be fine if it were a standalone game, right? right. If it were a new game with a new title and I had to go figure it out. That makes total sense. But when you get Castlevania 2, you walk into it expecting Castlevania. You have set expectations of what should and should right. not happen. If it was like Castlevania colon Simon's Quest. Yeah. Or that if it was w- called something. Or, or Castlevania's, Quest. Castlevania's Quest or something right. like that. You know, or Castlevania Quest. Something that, something that made it so that, you know, like Halo Wars, right? right. Where, it, where right. it's not... The the core franchise. What the right. fuck is the name of the game where you have to pull the organs out of the guy? Operation 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 Castlevania. <laughs> get the rib. Get the eye. Yeah. Get the heart. Yeah. Um, and there's, and there's okay, another part that made a lot of total sense to me, which rib, is eye, heart. rib eye heart. Uh, rib hand. eye hand and I, oh, I can't remember the other one. Brain. No, nah, I don't know if it's well. It's, it's brain. It's brain. Rib okay. Eye. Uh, <laughs> no, okay, so one of the things that... that okay, so generally speaking, what did you think of the game, Andy? Did you like it, not like it? This game goes back to a time when localization was not anything near what it, it is today. not a priority. The only reason that I managed to get as far as I did in the game was because I remembered what to do. Yeah. I'm not taking it from you. I'm moving it away from your elbow. Luke is trying to protect whiskey <laughs> from Andy. Uh, Funny part, it's Andy's whiskey. <laughs> I'm trying to protect my table and carpet from the whiskey. I'm, not, I'm not Joel, all right? <laughs> uh, like, I did everything from memory. Like, I, you know, you, I yeah. remember that you go to the first castle, you have an invisible platform that goes up mm-hmm. and down, and you can just walk to the edge and keep jumping repeatedly, and eventually you'll land on it. It'll carry you up top. Is that what you have to do? Yes. I ran into that room a thousand times, and I jumped into the water every single time. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, it took me, that's exactly I what think, you have to do, though. I mean, six that's... minutes to get the first orb. Invisible platform equals bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> I don't even remember how you're supposed to actually do it. Yeah, I don't. Maybe you throw so holy water, throw holy water until you see something. But there's no. all, Wait, how are you like, supposed to find the invisible platform? Or yeah, or I think so. White crystal. If I remember correctly, it was the crystal. The garlic's the one that you give the 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 boatman the to get across. To get yeah, across. the ferryman. The white crystal is the one that you need for that platform, and then you trade it in for a blue crystal later on, and then you trade it in for a red crystal after that. And that opens up all the, or that makes visible. It doesn't open, but it makes visible all of those invisible 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 platforms. I think in Dracula, I'm glad that makes total sense because that would make it. You know, the fact that it's totally sensical and you know it's logical means that it's really easy for me to figure that out, so that I can actually go do it in the game, and it makes you know it doesn't frustrate the shit out of me and make me want to break my fucking. It all makes sense to me now. Like, seriously, I understand. They're not purposely lying to you. It's just that since birth, they have been drained by Dracula to the point where they've developed abnormally. Like, you ever, you guys, okay. They've been pints low on blood it's, for their entire <laughs> life. They're going to be a little bit off, let's say. They're, they're all Dennis from, from Cabin Fever. 
Pancake! <laughs> Pancake! <laughs> Buy a crystal! <laughs> no, but, um, so... Everybody knows better than to sit next to Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's things that I remembered, like the invisible platform, or there's... Okay, so you start off that first dungeon with a platform that you can't see and you have to jump on. Later on, there are areas that look like regular floor that you have to jump over. I remember that the skeletons will stop when they hit those and go the other way. So as I was going through the dungeon, I'm like, all right, what, Luke, you just look like this is painful for you. Just keep talking. This is... God. Like, no one in any of the towns gives you any advice that is remotely worthwhile. No. There are books that Or are they hidden. lie to you. Yeah, there's books hidden throughout, like, that are supposed to be hints. The writing in this game is so poor that a few years ago, someone made a new version of it that had, A, faster scrolling text, and B, text that made sense. <laughs> that would be nice. Um... I, maybe I should play the fan version of this game because, man, this I I was because I I literally I was the new player right I was I was the guy who never really touched this game and didn't know much about it yeah um and I of course I walked into it expecting Castlevania and um nope, did not get it like I said I spent three nope. or four hours and I got I got nowhere like nope. I died a lot and I. I went into the first castle and couldn't figure out the invisible goddamn platform. And then I walked to the left out of the fucking village, and that was a mistake. <laughs> and uh, then I, you know, I took every branching path I could find, and it always led me somewhere that I was stopped or couldn't figure it out, or there were monsters that were way too powerful for me, or there were, you know, people lying to me about what I needed to buy, or you know, gravestone, and a tornado will take you away. Nothing yeah. happens. Yeah, no, right. Nothing. So it it just I um I never got anywhere. I never even got the first orb and I feel this game is the first one like I've had plenty of games during this show that have made me that have frustrated the shit out of me. This is the first one that just made me feel stupid. Like it it felt like I felt like I was missing something. What I realize now is that it wasn't ever there for me to miss. Yeah. So I don't. I, I mean, I don't feel stupid anymore because it's. I realized that it was just shit wasn't there. It was yeah. missing. So, but I. I don't know the the design of the game just doesn't. It never. It never leads you into what you're supposed to do no. ever. Like no, never, and no, it's and well, there's and it's, and it's like a, it's like a, they tried to make they tried to make a platform sandbox, and. It just doesn't work. It's it's wide open. There's a lot of shit there. There's not a lot of stuff. You think of how busy the first Castlevania was, just in comparison. And and you think of the levels and how busy they were, how many enemies there were, how much shit's going on, how much stuff's flying at you at any given time. And you're like, wow, this is, I mean, this is entertaining, although my character moves at two miles an hour. Mm-hmm. I have boots on that weigh about 68 pounds. And if anything hits me on the stairs, I'm, I'm fucked. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm super fucked. Whereas you then look at Castlevania two. You can go hold stretches where you're just like, that's been 30 seconds. I've been walking continuously right. and no one is here. Right. Or or you or you go out like like what I did for several times. You go in town and they tell you to buy shit. You you check every door, you check every person right. and they're like, "Buy white crystal." You buy white crystal, it doesn't do shit for you. So the next time you're like, "Oh, what else have we got in this town? Oh, there's some holy water. Cool. I know what holy water does. I remember this from the first game, so I buy some holy water and it's useful and then I run out and then I realize that I don't have any money to spend on more." You can run and out of holy water? What? You can run out of holy water? 
I thought you could. No, no you can run no. out of garlic, you garlic, can run out of laurels. How the fuck did I? Can, do you lose it if you die? I don't think so. Really? You might have unequipped it. You actually. might have accidentally unequipped it. That's probably what wound up happening. <laughs> I wasn't even aware that I could equip or unequip stuff. But so the and then you, you know you finally realize oh hey there's a, there's a whip upgrade oh I can't afford the whip upgrade so you go out and that was the first thing that I noticed that that frustrated me the most was the fact that the the very first enemies you encounter take multiple hits yes that that sounds simple and stupid but from the perspective of a Castlevania game it is practically it's it's a cardinal sin for a Castlevania game. Like, the first enemies you encounter should be killable with one hit. Yes. Period. Especially when there's fucking bats. Like, <laughs> fucking A, they should be killable with one hit. Yeah, bats should always be. Yeah, I'm sorry. Any any flying creature like that should be whackable in one. Right, and, and I can understand, like, if you walk out into the forest and the skeletons are killable in one hit, and then the werewolves show up and they take multiple hits. Okay, that, that right. would to- totally make sense. But... They don't. Like, if you haven't upgraded anything, they take two hits, and then it turns to night, and they take fucking four. Right. Um, and then there's the guys over to the left that if you walk that way, you just hit them and hit them and hit them, and they never fucking die, and right. then you do. Right. Um, it, it just... It wasn't... To me, it didn't feel like they were turning the Castlevania franchise on its head and making it, you know, making it something new or different. It felt like they were just... Artificially lengthening it by adding extra hits unnecessarily. Yes, making yeah. combat making combat arduous instead of fun, and taking things that were established established tropes in the Castlevania franchise and and literally like writing a list of them and going, uh, what will Castlevania players expect here? Do the opposite, right? And sometimes that meant broken game design, like. You know, like the the fact that you you leave the village and you walk and you and you walk and you walk and you walk and you fucking walk <laughs> and you walk and you walk and you walk and you walk and you just keep walking and you don't get to anything that makes sense. No. You go into the first castle and if you don't know about the invisible platform, you're just standing at the water's edge. Oh, I can't go anywhere. Should have bought the crystal. Yeah, so you leave and then you walk and you walk and you get to another village and there's nobody there. Yep. And then it turns to night. Wait, wait, okay. So when you say you walk and you walk, so if you went right to the castle, you got all the way down to the cave and you turned around to the village... I don't remember. So you go right past the so castle. So yeah, like like you go past the castle. Then there's a cave that goes down, and then you go back to the left. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't remember going back to the left. I just remember walking right, and there was a village to the right. It's kind of the whole, if I remember correctly, it's like you walk straight across, and then there's the castle. If you walk kind of down and then back up again, there's another village on the yeah, far side. Yeah, but it, you can also keep going to the right, and yeah. you'll hit that cave, which loops down a level Which loops back. down a level and back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember. I, I, I honestly don't remember and like the fine details enough to be able to tell you where where I ended up. I ended up in a vill- I ended up in an empty village, and I walked indoors, and there was nothing in them, and then it turned to night, and there were green ghosts, and I hadn't upgraded my whip, so they took four hits, and then I died. So what happens is... Um, when you're in that empty village, you need the holy water, and you can break the floors and the walls in the rooms, and that's yep. how you get to various upgrades. Yeah. Okay. None of which, by the way, again, it's like none of which, though, there's no... holy water breaks 
Oh hell yeah, man! Doors. It dispels illusions. Makes, yes. Oh my god. And it, but again, it doesn't tell you. It, 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 the game is very bad. I didn't at realize this kind of stuff. I did not realize I was going to have to read a second D and D book to well, understand all the fucking. Ne- okay, check it out right now. <laughs> Neither did the, the developers. They were like, okay, Castlevania. It's an action game. We can hire anybody to do the localization. Doesn't matter. Ding. And this is the frustration you get from that. Which is why the third Castlevania is you back know. to the move to the right or up and run for your life and, while murdering yeah, every, yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? And that's the, th- that's the thing. I don't think it had anything to do with the localization because the localization was bad. Non-existent. But yeah. it wasn't. But the things that they were saying, even as badly translated as they were, did, were meaningless. They were... They, it, they were... But I'm just saying, that's how bad they were. I think in the Japanese version, it's better. I, like it makes sense. I would certainly hope so because in this one, like here's the thing that gets me. I remember playing this is this is one that my my first response to this game was hating it, I was utterly hating it because I remember playing this as a kid and loving this game and really really loving this game, and I went to play it again as an adult and I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? This is awful. Like this is really really awful. Yeah. This is some new diet caffeine free like gladiatorial style shitty. It's just bad. I cannot string enough adjectives together to describe the level of shite that this game has managed to achieve in my own mind. Yeah. And yet, um, I really loved it as a kid. So it's like, how how mean against this game am I being? I mean, okay, so I had like, so looking at it from sort of you know twenty years in the future right. or whatever. Jesus, wait, twenty years in the future? Twenty five years in yes. the future? Twenty five. 24 right now. 20, yeah. 24 about years that, after. That, yeah. Shit has progressed. Yeah. Yes. However, this game did a lot of cool stuff. It had yeah. you know, yeah, the it, first it day-night cycle. It had yes. multiple endings. Multiple endings. I, I will agree. Which didn't make sense, but I'll get to that later. I will agree that there were innovations in this game. Um, it was one of the first like kind of RPG-style side-scrollers where it was you good. had... The you know unlike Mega Man where you were just getting new weapons every time you killed a boss, this was one of the first games where you were actually like leveling up the amount of health, uh, health, health you, get you get and right. buying new items that yep. you could do stuff with. And um, you know it, it's it's shitty that they called it Castlevania because the items that you had to grind to buy were shit that you would pick up off the fucking ground in the first one. Yeah, because it was an action game. Um, it's it, you know it's the same problem that I had with Zelda two in the opposite direction like Zelda one was like a, a top down action RPG and you're sure. rolling around you're leveling up and then the second one is like this stupid ass platformer thing you're like running around two D and it's badly you know like the sprites are bad and the controls are bad and it Link looks like a f- fucking mongoloid doofus yeah and link looked like he looks like he was a, an unlockable character from super mario brothers <laughs> I'm just saying, i can't critique games that i couldn't make a better game 25 years later than i'm just you know you're, you're talking terrible things that's about, what we do we we <laughs> that's all we do this show is about critiquing games I, none I, of us are developers I, I so <laughs> but i'm just saying i mean like you're you're using a current eye on this past game, which is sort of the point of the show to a certain right. extent. That but is the saying, point of the show. Yeah. But holding, you're, you're, there is no game with the exception of far and few in between that could possibly stand up to a modern equivalent. Because the games that come out now for have the learned most from the part, past 25 years. For the most part, I would agree with you. Yeah, I would I, say that. I honestly, 
if you want my honest opinion though, much the way the way they did with Mega Man, I think if they made a Castlevania action title in 8-bit style like Castlevania 1 or to some degree Castlevania 3, but that one was kind of shitty too. What? Um, eh, I you was out of your goddamn yeah, mind. I, I got to agree with him on this one. I loved 3. Okay, Chill, chill the fuck out. So anyway, <laughs> Grant just run along the ceiling trying to get away from Dracula. You're golden. If yeah. you didn't take Grant, you were fucked up. Uh, <laughs> you were, yes. So my point being, if they were to make a new Castlevania game in the 8-bit style at a la Mega Man 9, 10. That would be amazing. I think that it would, would be, be awesome. awesome. Yeah. I think it would be a great game, great. and I think it would hold up. I think it would be, um, I think people would play it. Like, like Mega Man 9 and 10 got great reviews, and it wasn't, there was never a review that I remember reading where they were like, it's good for an old game. They were like, no, it's good. It's a good fucking game. Makes um, you feel like a kid again. Yeah, like, because that's why we did Cave Story on the show, right? That's right. technically a yeah. modern game with old school sensibility, and it's it's awesome, right? So I just think that, yes, part of the show is that we look at the game and see if it holds up to nostalgia. In this case, I don't think it holds up to nostalgia. But it is okay to look at these games with a modern eye and see if they still hold up and see if they... Um, if these design elements that they put in them, because I'm not entirely looking at it with just a modern eye, because I think they, even back then, if, if I were an adult trying to play this game back then, even then I would have thought it's cool that they tried this shit, but they failed at it. Yeah. But I, what, what I'm trying to say is my counterpoint is you can't look at this game and be like, Oh man, this looks like garbage compared to the new Raymond game that's coming out. Like you have to look at it compared mm, to you know the old games that came out back sure. in this time, and you know there's a lot of mistakes. Like the color palette is terrible. <laughs> the color palette's really bad. Like the first it looks one like, was, you know what it looks like? It looks like a Game Boy, a black and white Game Boy game plugged into a Game Boy Color. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean the color the color choices are atrociously bad. Konami it, did the, the game, and uh, Turner did the Technicolor. <laughs> in the first one, they did a really good job using Simon as orange, and then most of the backgrounds were purple or green or blue. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which, you know, it's a perfect contrast. Differentiated yeah. the character. The bosses had a lot of reds and whites in them, and they yep. stud, they, you know, they stood out and just, you know, they, they popped. Yeah. This one, everything's like, it's like Oblivion or... Yeah. Uh, Morrowind. Skyrim. Morrowind. It's, mo- it's this, Morrowind. This is, this is Morrowind. Castlevania dark purple and dark blue, blue. and green. And the, the, the Simon <laughs> and Sprite. It's not good. Like it's it's, not it's good. like they took no. the original Sprite and shit on it. Like, that's literally what it looks like. It's a little bit bigger, and it loses... Yeah, it's let's say twenty percent bigger, but it loses like fifty percent of the detail. Yeah, because they they try and put him in like this brown tunic thing, and you can't tell it's a brown tunic. It's just a mass of color because it's a goddamn eight bit sprite, and it muddies up the head really bad. So he looks like he's got no shoulders. You know, it just yeah, yeah it's not. It's disappointing to see the sprites side by side because when you look at when you play the first game, you go back and play it like we did for the show, and you're like, "Wow, this sprite doesn't look so good." And then you yeah. play the second one, and you're like, "Wow, the first one looks awesome." How the fuck did they make the sprite worse? <laughs> you know, <laughs> they managed to succeed. I I guess uh, okay. So for me, it, it sounds like I mean, Luke and I are both kind of like Luke. You sound like you were really peeved with this one. I really like you were yeah, pissed I was, with this one. 
it was aggravating. I'm I'm kind of looking at it from the angle of I think this is the first time like I was saying earlier uh, before we start recording that I think this is the the reason I'm coming down so hard on this one is it's the first one I remember loving as a kid and then playing as an adult. And I'm also remembering as an adult I've experienced things like wow that made me that cured me of my hey you know what Dragon Warrior is fun and farming is cool. <laughs> I mean, I was I cured of this that. Guy, uh... <laughs> <laughs> now we know I why he likes Castlevania because he's ever. Yeah. ever. Because he would just stand there in the village and farm those green ghosts until he'd maxed out his hearts. <laughs> which, was the most because. Effective, which was the most effective way to get what you wanted. It wasn't <laughs> not when you're like, okay, what do I do? I'm like, okay, go to the top floor of the first area. Wait for what a horrible night it's Walk to be a curse. Walk forth. right and left. Kill green ghosts. That yeah. should give you enough to Literally. buy the crystal, buy the holy water, buy the first upgrade. <laughs> yeah. And did it work? If you sure. are the man who arranges the blocks, this game will be fun for you. <laughs> if you are literally, and yes, look that up. It's Castlevania a great... sounds amazing. How do I get there? How do I get there? <laughs> I get to grind. I get to grind. The village I can grind. grind. Everywhere. I can grind everywhere. <laughs> Tell me about the lines. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I looked at this, and this is why I How long I do you have to grind? Not... <laughs> How long do you have to grind? I have to find an NES that takes too long. <laughs> I, it's the, the... Going to play it on BC. I didn't like the grind. I didn't like the fact that the power-ups, power-ups in Castlevania were fun, They look, and they looked cool, and they did cool things. The power-ups in this game, with the exception of the whips, were shite. I'm sorry, but I bought, the, I bought the thorn whip and couldn't, until you told me it was a little longer, you can't tell. It's a no. little tiny, it's like two pixels longer. Which, I hear that all the time. Which to be... <laughs> <laughs> Longer than everyone else's, really. No, I promise. You want to add an inch to your dick? It's a hundred hearts. I can be trusted. No, no, sweetie, seriously, it's warmer in here right now. <laughs> you want to light it on fire? <laughs> 300 hearts. Hearts. No, I, I just, um, I mean, that the. You can't really tell, and that's that's yeah. the thing. Like, in the first game, the moment you upgraded the whip, you knew. Yeah. It was longer, and it did more stuff, and then it turned into a fucking chain, and then it got a right. mace on the end. It was like, yeah. Yeah. You know, in this game, you can't, I mean, there, to the point, there were even things on the opposite end, not necessarily upgrades, but um, I was I got into one of the underground levels where you jump into a, a, a path where it's exactly the height of your sprite, right? You're in this little tunnel thing, and probably 85% of the time, if you get hit, you can't tell. If you're walking left to right... You know, in the normal uh, environment, if you get hit, you get knocked back and you flash. Right. right. In here, you walk left to right, you don't flash for whatever reason, and because the roof is right at your head, you don't get knocked back. So if you're not paying attention to your health bar, things are flying through you. Right. And you can't tell that they're doing any damage. Yep. So you're just like, oh, those don't hit me like the villagers don't hit me. Dang. And then all of a and sudden you die, dead. and you're like, what, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Um, your month off is just it, your game is off, dude. I'm just saying, you spent I, what seven or eight hours and didn't get anything. That's just painful. It's four or five hours, jackass. What the <laughs> fuck ever? I'm gonna say the one thing about this. I will say is that Castlevania it went on a, on difficulty. The difficulty here was that the difficulty in Castlevania was that Castlevania was hard. There's a specific pattern that you have to take in order to get from point A to point B, point uh-huh. B being the goal, in every situation. If oh, yeah, you just yeah, yeah. run straight forward, you're going to get fucked. 
Right. And in 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 Castlevania one, and it was hard. Like you had to you had to learn it. You had to learn the timing. Sometimes that kind of fucks with you. You you had to be on your feet and you had to memorize not a general pattern, a very specific one. Sure. In this game, it is fighting is so absurdly easy. Well, that's because they couldn't plan it from one direction. I mean, since right. you're exploring, you're going all over the place. Um, with the first one, since you're normally moving either right to left or left to right, with right. a couple of instances where you're going up, they know what direction that you're coming from, so they can right. plan the enemies accordingly. This time, you could be coming from either direction. Yeah, so you can't. You can't plan that. It, well, and that's the thing. Like I you think can. That you, they just well, weren't very good at it in 1987. In, exactly. Like there was a lot of things that this. I mean, you were talking about the good things that were in the game, Andy, and, and it was like unlimited continues. I love the yes. fact that you could just keep dying over and, and over. And you know that no that was thing. that was actually you know damn well that the first time they built this game, it had like three continues, sure. and somebody was like. This Are you fucking kidding me? How do you say this is the biggest pile of bullshit I've ever experienced in Japanese? <laughs> also, could you tag on the line, and why are you making me huff this? <laughs> well, the continues directly affect which ending you get, right? Or is it do the they? No, no, it's the time. The it was all about cycles? The, the day-night cycles is, is it what two does weeks it. Then? It's, it's, so it's like two weeks. Anything after... If, oh, this is going to be taking me Anything after 15 days... I found notes on this. Um... It is it considered the bad yeah, ending. There's then an eight to fourteen day window, which is the normal ending, and anything before eight days is the good ending. Here's the funny shit: when you're in the caves or the castles, it doesn't change your time. It, and when you're in the castles, it doesn't change it. Yeah, time is not affected by that. The only time time is actually affected when you're out of the castles, the overworld map, or, overworld or a village, yeah. overworld, or even if you're in. No, no, because if you're in the There's village, a night cycle in the village, in, in 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 the 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 buildings well, in the village too. But if you're in the buildings in the village, the day night cycle does not happen. Really? Yeah. Okay, I, I'll I'll grant so you imagine it like a two D plane with the castle and the houses and everything right. being like an X Y axis to right. that two D plane. Right. Well, wow, that was way overcomplicating it. <laughs> so so the funny thing is is that so in the in the in the bad ending, um, of the game, and I and I. You I'm not gonna. If I remember right. No, actually, in the bad ending, here's the funny part. So the bad ending is basically. Wait a minute. Are we talking about the bad ending? Yes, the bad ending. This is the bad. This the is the bad, bad ending? ending. Now, in the bad, I'm ending, not sure if you clarify. The bad that. Is ending. It the bad ending. In the motherfucking bad ending. <laughs> um, you get trapped in Blaster Master. Yes. <laughs> in the bad ending, you fuck go, that is a bad you're, ending. You're, in the Simon's bad ending, your like, pet frog jumps into jumps a crevasse into a at the end, and you find a super <laughs> tank in a cave. In the bad ending, one of the urban champions steps out and punches you, and you fall into fall under the a curb. Manhole. No, it's a manhole. Or a manhole. Yeah, <laughs> it's a manhole where you wake up to find yourself a fucking mustachioed man babby with a Mack truck, hat, <laughs> the shits, and scurvy. Why am I in Ring uh, King? <laughs> <laughs> Ultimate hugging championship. <laughs> Pederists <laughs> hug. Hug. <laughs> um, so in the bad ending, everything goes fine. The bad right? ending. Yes. Okay. What the fuck? <laughs> everything goes fine. It basically is just like peace and serenity forever on the land. And, da, 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 and, and you'll be remembered for your tale of bravery and courage. And it's like, oh, okay. The normal ending um, is basically one of uh, where... He get, you get the line at the end where Simon couldn't survive his fatal wounds and Transylvania's only hope is a young man who will triumph over evil. And you're kind of like, what, wasn't I playing that guy? No, that's the next one you have to spend money on. Oh, oh, okay. The good ending is just weird. The good ending talks about the fact that there's his blood and sweat has 
penetrated the gr- again. The, the, I don't know what the word. The, 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 what is Japanese for penetrated? Saturated. Thank you. <laughs> because it literally that word again pops up and it, and it does so in a weird way. It basically says that his sweat and blood have penetrated the earth and will induce magic and happiness oh, for those who walk the land. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, Grant Dynasty, do you know what I've done to this entire land? Did you know that Saifa's a girl? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I mean, yeah, it it is. um, It's definitely Konami and and, uh, the industry in general taking a crack at something. Yeah. And adding in and trying a bunch of things and basically saying, you know, this the the we came up with these really cool concepts of things to do differently in in a platform game. Let's not think about fleshing them out. Let's make that the end all be all of what we're going to do and just go with it. And it led to boring gameplay, bad level design, and a grindy ass grind fest that just made me want to nap. I thought sure. you were going to say it led to a ending that confused a very young Andy Podell <laughs> when, he, when he finished Castlevania three with Sypha and Simon turns and kisses. It's like, whoa! I didn't know he was like that. Okay, I thought that was a dude. Is that, is that a dude? I don't know. It's it's a white. It's series pixels. of pixels. Pixels making out with other pixels. And Steven Tyler. <laughs> what the fuck? Well, and that's... Um... Wow. I totally forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Don't you <laughs> do this like a lady. <laughs> uh, his lips are the last boss of Revolution X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Inject all the petroleum from these CDs into Steven Tyler's lips. I think there is a lot of stuff in this game that carried forward into action games that was, that was refined better. right that they yeah. were like yeah there weren't a lot of games where you were and you were playing an action game and leveling up stuff yes. right it just kind of on the fly right you would level yeah. up on the fly you didn't Eventually have to choose link. did that uh, come first uh, uh, i think so yeah I think Rygar came brilliant this. brilliant game <laughs> Attack yo-yo, go. Go. <laughs> but, I mean, I think it did the same thing. It just did cool it even, spot. you know, cool more spot was boring later. than this. Yeah. Cool spot was a Super NES game. Of course it was years later. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, I, I mean, like, I think there's a lot of games that, that picked up on that and, you know... Ran with it. Ran with it and yeah. did it did it better. I mean, even future Castlevania games, like we were saying before... Oh, yeah. Like, took a lot of elements from this and improved upon them significantly like all the game boy advance and ds and the ds ones yeah yeah. yeah. my mind is blown by some of those still yeah yeah and and like anything that for me the ur castlevania game is symphony of the night hands down to me has Mm. always been such and but i can see in castlevania 2 elements that eventually evolved into symphony of the night that made symphony of the night fucking amazing Mm -hmm. even though this one just was even i mean even some of it even shows up in like super castlevania 4 yeah and there was a little bit of it in bloodlines um bloodlines yeah bloodlines was great and then there was was great and then i mean like you were saying some of the ds ones definitely like order of ecclesia is probably one of my favorite uh, of the harmony uh, of dissonance order of ecclesia was good um never played order of ecclesia portrait of ruin was okay um, Portrait of Ruin was Dawn the of first Sorrow. one. Oh, no, Dawn of Sorrow was the first one. Dawn of, no, Dawn of, Dawn of Sorrow was the first DS one. First DS. That's what I'm talking about. There's three Game Boy Advance games before that. Yes. And I'm talking... Portrait of Ruin was a DS game. Was Portrait of Ruin? Yeah, because that's the one where you had to draw your oh, spell yeah. shit, yeah, okay. and it wasn't that good. Yeah, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I Circle of the Moon. That's the first. Yeah, one. Circle of the Moon was it? Yeah, that's right. I think. I think Dawn of Sorrow was the first one because remember that was in the phase where every DS game had to have a subtitle that spelled was spelled with DS. Resident <laughs> Evil, Deadly Silence, Dead yeah, right? <laughs> Advance Wars, Dual Strike, you know, all that stuff. Um, anyway, I'm. I'm Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon. They were so close. <laughs> so close. Because Dragon's DS? Shadow sounds dumb. I, I don't know. I I don't really have... You know, it's a, it's a shame because I have a lot of things that I can say. I can see... I can see what this game was trying to do and I can see how it evolved into other stuff. But in and of, in and of itself, mm-hmm. it just failed. It failed to me. It, like... It took Castlevania, which the one thing that I could... There's a lot of words that I can use to describe Castlevania 1. Sure. Boring was never one of them. No. This game was boring. And that was the biggest problem. It's just kind of... It's boring. and Because it's either really too fucking hard or it's too fucking easy. If you yeah. grind enough to where you have a shit ton of hearts and you buy all the upgrades, then you're just wailing through shit you're just like oh one hit everything and like fucking i know exactly where i'm going and i just hit stuff and i'm done and blah um what i'm just at no point was this game too hard misleading yes but it's not difficult yeah there's a difference between tricking you and the game actually being difficult i guess that's i guess that's a fair point um i think i think there were times where it feels difficult, especially when you get to the areas where there are the the fishmen that jump out of the water and shoot fireballs at you. Yeah, but you yeah. can just jump and whip into those guys out of the air. Hold on. The problem with that is that if you miss the timing on that initial hit, um, there are a lot of spaces where you can you either can't reach them with your whip from where you are and cannot jump onto the platform that they're on without getting hit and knocked into the water, or you'll be on an upper platform and they will be on the lower one and they're too short to crouch and hit with your whip so yeah. you're just plain fucked yeah. you're you have to you you have to dodge until they decide to jump back in the water or find a way to jump over them or sometimes just take it in the ass and get knocked into the water and then when you come back to life you get another shot at hitting them in the air and i think that's bullshit i think it's like you're not playing it right I, i'm not trying to i'd like you they're not that hard to dodge. They throw three fireballs. They jump back in the water. Loop. No, that's the. There's a specific scenario that I'm talking about here. Like if they're on a separate platform that you can't reach, yeah, you just dodge the fireball. You're good to go. Um, if they're on, uh, there's a couple of spots in this first area where if they're on the lower platform, it is really difficult to dodge the fireballs because they're right fucking next to you. You can't jump down to hit them you can't crouch to hit them you can't jump over them so that is a terrible situation and especially when you're confined on that platform to the back half because if you're standing anywhere near the other edge they will just walk and hit you and knock you off are you talking about after you go like so you go right and you cross the the big pit of water uh no there's there's no cross well okay yeah you're jumping across it yes Yeah. yeah Then there's an, uh, a ladder or stairway that goes down, and then it's the next screen. As soon no, as it's in it's in the pit of water. It's in the pit, of, the, water. In the pit of water on yeah. top. There's two spots where it has this exact scenario that I'm talking about, and it's especially bad if you die in the the just the wrong place. Where when you come back for your continues or you come back for your new life, 
you're thrown into a spot where you have to you you have to be super quick and jump a platform to the right and swing while the guy's in the air in order to get him out of your way before he lands on this platform and ends up fucking you. So it's I I I get the feeling that you don't do this anymore because you've done it so goddamn many times that it's just second nature to you. It wasn't second nature to me. So it's not that I'm doing it wrong. It's that I haven't memorized the fucking patterns. Yeah. So, and this was this is for someone who doesn't know the patterns. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> fuck you no <laughs> no fuck, fuck you, you. i uh, go ahead <laughs> okay fair enough i very well it could be just muscle memory in the back mm-hmm. of my head but and there are there were moments where i remember playing through the second one, to be fair uh, um, i remember playing through the second one getting to it there were a few points where the only place of real difficulty are the places that Luke is talking about, where there are two block or or there are three block or two block platforms. You have to get to that two or three block platform. There are enemies in the area that act as a, you know, it's it's the quintessential Castlevania problem. I've got to make that jump and there's somebody there fucking with me in either in the process or immediately after I land. And that was the diff, but I mean, again, I played. I remember playing Castlevania One, beating Castlevania One, going right into Castlevania Two, and walking through it like it was nothing. Yeah, and literally just being like, "Oh, this is fun. It's just kind of a you know, just walk through and just mass murder shit as if it was effortless because it kind of is. Because after you beat one, you go to play two, and two is is it's it moves slower. Cake. The enemies aren't quite as you know annoying. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it, it's it's bad if you don't upgrade. Like it's it's yeah. especially when you get to the areas where there's like two enemies wandering around plus fucking spiders flinging webs at you and like all this right. shit happening at the same time. It, there's but and and everything takes four hits to to right. get rid of, you know, then then it gets it's not difficult. It's just like it's like you're stuck in the mud, you yeah. know, and it everything is just it's just more monotonous right so i don't know i i didn't i just i I disagree but i i can see where you're coming from i didn't like this game i just plain did not like it and i wish i liked it more because because it seems like there's elements that would be fun to play but i never saw them there are elements that are fun i mean it's and it's not i mean as far as the community in general goes i mean you know GameSpot, game shows ign they all gave it above 70, roughly 6.5 to 7.0, 7.5. I mean, they gave it a yeah. good rating, and everyone's been generally positive about it. It was trying something different. Yeah, it sure. was. And and I give it a lot of props for that, which is why, I mean, I kind of come back and saying, yeah, I, my first response playing this as an adult was visceral hatred, and then kind of yanking myself back, going, wait a minute, maybe I'm being too rough on this. Maybe this is, you know... But, then the, then but you I come still to don't the, think it's good. But then so that's when you come to the argument of, should I have to do that? If I step into a game, should I, and I get that visceral hatred, should I have to step back and qualify the game f- to make it fun to play? If it's a ga- I should not have to do that. If it's a game that comes out now, absolutely not. Even Well, even back then, I don't think you should have. Like, I don't think I would have had to for most of the other games that I would have been playing at that time. I don't think you would have for this game because you didn't have the, the variety of games that you've played. Well, okay, that's fair. I, I don't know. I just... Um, 
Like, I love Little Nemo, the Dream Master. That game's fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. That game is really hard. Oh, God, yeah. No sense. Nope. I still love that game. <laughs> yeah. I think it is phenomenal. I've played it, and I, I liked it. I don't know that I, you know, I don't I don't have any solid memories of it, so I couldn't be able to tell you if I if I love it or not. But like I hunted one down at, uh, we were down at Portland Retro Gaming yeah, Expo. Yeah. I mean, that was the game that I was looking for. I'm like, where's my Little Nemo, the Dream Master? Because <laughs> that I game the, is brilliant. Oh, well, yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, I want the frog suit. I want to be the mole. I want to be the... <laughs> I want to stack crates. I want to stack crates. <laughs> dig tunnels. Yeah. How do I get there? So then uh, here's the question that you've, you've not answered yet. Do you like this game I or do. do you not? I do. You do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, okay. So let me define like. I like that it took Castlevania in a completely different direction than just a simple... Here's your challenge. It added a little Agreed. bit of depth, or it, it attempted to add depth to the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, gave it multiple endings, did the day and night cycle. These are things that I like about it. Things I don't like about it. Localization. There is none. No. No one says anything that really makes any sense as far as someone who actually speaks English would understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from, what is it, Zero Flight. We made more sense of this shit. All your base are belong to us. us. Your time is upon you. Make your time. Yeah. Um, that I get. The game is artificial. Like So the game's difficulty was toned down because people complained about the first one. Yeah. Um, and in order to make it so that people wouldn't just, you know, bum rush through this entire game, they made it so you had to buy these items to progress. Right. Uh, it's unnaturally lengthening the game, so it's making a very long boring experience at parts yeah i can appreciate though that the developers were willing to try something different they failed pretty much on most accounts however in the right. areas that they did succeed i really do enjoy what they've done uh, yeah. you got to give them credit for trying something new as opposed to making the same game over and over absolutely and, over. and, yes, and that's the definitely. that's the part definitely. of this that i will say is that i don't like the game i didn't enjoy playing it i can definitely you know i can see the forest for the trees right i can see the little bits that they put into it that that evolved and the things that they were trying to do that were different and i do appreciate the concept of you know switching things up every once in a while and making you know making giving something a try so let me give you three games and i just want you to think about this for a second super mario brothers yeah the legend of zelda castlevania Mm-hmm. All three of those had radically different sequels. Sure. Wait, just wait for it, okay? If they had not tried those different things, there were various concepts and ideas that came out of those that had sort of dissipated into the ether that would just, you know, go off and people were willing to try new stuff. If Super Mario Brothers 3 had been Super Mario Brothers 2, Castlevania 3 had been Castlevania 2, and the... Um, Link to the Past was that Super Nintendo Zelda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that had it been is. the second Zelda, where it was, you know... Not Zelda. Right. Yeah. It was, just, <laughs> it was just the, you know, a prettier version. Yeah. What you would have from that point on is a series of identical games that basically you'd have, you know, for in all of eternity, Modern Warfare 2, Modern Warfare 3, sure. Modern Warfare 4, where it's just the same game, but it's a slightly different version of the same game. I, sure. total, I no, totally absolutely. agree. I, I And I... I will, in my moment of, you know, super geek nerdness, will say, I don't think Mario counts. I don't think Mario 2 counts because of the fact that it's game. not a Mario game. And yeah. it's widely known that it was never intended to be a Mario game. It was just, they didn't think that it would sell without Mario characters, so they and, slapped them on there and called it Mario 2. And there, and there are elements, um, like, for me, it's one of but, those... 
Oh, sorry, just saying, ahead, but ahead. I but I understand your point. I I agree with your point. I agree that the concept that they did try different stuff is awesome because that does not happen anymore, ever. No, it's usually like the thir- like, okay. The modern example being what they did with with Halo, where they go through two Halo games and then they decide or three Halo games and then they're like, you know what, we want to do something radical. We'll try to do something radically different with the series. So we're going to do ODST, right? Most everybody I know that loves Halo hates ODST mm-hmm. with a passion. I loved ODST. Yeah. But it was something that you have to take in a different in a different experience. Um with this one, I like the fact that they had because it didn't it didn't stop the series. I mean, how many Castlevania games have there sure. been? I mean, since then there's a shitload. Yeah. Well, excluding some of the portable ones early on that I can't think of for like Game yeah. Boy. Right. I'll, I'll tell you one of the things I I think one of the the best this happened a lot in the 8-bit era because video games were like they were cheaper to produce and they were but they were new they were really really really, yes. really infantile industry yes they were new they were cheap to produce and um there was there was there wasn't a lot of like um there wasn't all the bullshit surrounding what they have now there there you know there wasn't like ridiculous sales stats and fucking um you know all this bullshit, you know, from like modern, you know, there wasn't as much fear to try something new because the investment was lower and games were fucking expensive back then. True. Um, they were the same price as they are now. Technically, yes. Same same price as the far same as amount of currency. same amount of currency, but yes. I mean, and that and that even depends on the games. There were yeah. NES games that were eighty five, ninety, a hundred bucks. Yeah. NES games? Oh, there were hundred dollars. Oh yeah. And Dragon that, Warrior Four. Uh, Dragon Warrior Four. Uh, what was the one with the blocks? That the fucking robot arm. Anything that involved. Anything about um, thank stack you. up and gyromite. Gyromite. Yeah. Gyromite. That was it. So that's that's the thing. There were. They were expensive fucking games. Like somebody recently on a another podcast that I was listening to, I can't remember, uh, s- some listener was complaining about the fact that video games are going up in price constantly. And the rebuttal was, if you think that video games are not cheaper now than they ever have been, you are factually incorrect. Sure. Because they are. You just have to, you just have to <clears throat> wait four months. Five months. Not no, even wait I four mean, months. Factually incorrect because a sixty a game costs sixty dollars right now. Right. It costs sixty dollars in nineteen eighty four. Okay, yeah, yeah. So in accounting for inflation, video games are cheaper, cheaper now than they have ever been. Yeah. Um and but the the difference is that now for a sixty dollar game, you're talking about potentially hundreds of millions of dollars of investment yeah. before it starts selling. As opposed to back then, when you, you you a million maybe a couple million into the development of a game, sure, and then you sell it for sixty bucks a pop and half a million, yeah, maybe. Like I don't even think a million a million I is a know. bit high. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the game. I think I would say Mario Three probably had a million a million or a couple million or something. Yeah. So I'm I'm willing to say that I have absolutely no idea about the numbers to that, and I would love to actually dig in and find out because I bet you we would be really surprised with those. Yeah. But I mean, the, the 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 reality of it is, is that also, I mean, you're looking at okay, you're also looking at when you think of video games, think of the movie industry today. Think of the movie industry today versus the movie industry, not like in the '70s. I'm talking about the '20s or the teens, like the the adolescence of the movie industry. Right, exactly. The the infancy of the movie industry, and 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 we're not going back to the 1800s, but I'm talking about just you know the toddlerdom, the talkies. <laughs> there you go. 
like around that era pre-talkies just pre-talkies you're talking about films like wings and battleship potemkin right like wow right like, i mean but that's what this that's what this was like it, 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 it kind of a weird analogum to this would be um would be my uh would be my my grandparents Going in and watching, uh, what was it? I think it was the the Untouchables back in the the Al Capone eighties. Yeah, in the eighties. And there's a scene where, uh, um, oh God, where who's where Andy Garcia's character is the the baby carriage is bouncing down the stairs, and Andy Garcia's character and and you know and a couple others having the shootout with gangsters, and he dives in and he you know catches the baby carriage as he blows away the bad guy, and it's right out of Battleship Potemkin. It's right out of this old movie that came out in like 1970 or 1919 maybe something like that so let me uh let me up the the bar on that one all right you seen last man standing yeah okay do you know what that's based on yeah i should but i don't fistful of dollars fistful yeah, of dollars yeah. Yeah. do you know what a fistful of dollars is based on seven samurai seven samurai no no no, no 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 that's magnificent seven yeah, yeah. yo jumbo yo jumbo right yeah, so it's a movie based on a movie. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, I mean, movie. right. And not to go into it's Campbell's Street Fighter, the movie, the game, right. But I mean, not to go into de- oh, <laughs> <laughs> you bastard! You, I will bastard! bring it in and make you play it. No, I've played it, sir. Yeah, but you haven't played it in front of me. I want to. No. I want to feast no. on your delicious tears. Uh, no. but have you played it on weed? No. <laughs> No, no, and no, it really don't. I, we got, we got nothing could improve it. We got to wrap this up. Let's, let's. But I, yeah, I, I, I like what this is. I, I, I want to like this game. I do. I don't. There's a part of me that it makes me want to go back and play Mega Man Two, just uh-huh. because I loved Mega Man Two. I don't think they share much in common, but I loved Mega Man Two. No, I loved Mega Man Two, and when we played it for the show, I still loved it. Okay, like it's every great. every in- yeah. inch of it. So yeah, it's awesome. So let me just make one real quick closing argument, and this will be my final point on it. Sure. Without games like Castlevania II, um, people wouldn't take risks. They would just keep sticking with the same formulas. I mean, yeah. as it is now, we've got Battlefield or uh, Modern Warfare 2 was such a phenomenal success that both Battlefield 3 and Modern Warfare 3 are the same game. Damn game. Like, if you yeah. watch the trailers for both of them, you watch both, and there's like a tank rolling in on New York City, and then it zooms out, and you know the Statue of Liberty explodes as an attack helicopter flies in front of it. That would be the world, for, you know, that's always been. Yeah, we li- if games like this hadn't taken risks. Yes, right. we live in a world where games, where there are sequels to sequels, where you have Modern Warfare is Call of Duty Three Modern Warfare. Three. And then Call of Duty 3 Modern Warfare 2. Call of Duty 3 Modern Warfare 3. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Final Fantasy 10 2 and 13 2. Like, that's bullshit. Um, but one of the things I was going to say earlier that I complete the, the point that I, that I spaced on earlier was I think the best modern example of a developer that takes a risk with every game they've done and makes something completely different than the last one they did is the Team Eco games. Like, Eco came out, it was different than anything that was really out at the time, and then when they made their next game, completely different fucking game. Team Eco, Grasshopper, grasshopper Manufacturer. Grasshopper. Uh, yeah. Like, Suda51, uh, Tim Schafer, these are the guys who are, you know, they're trying new things. They're keeping games fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to see that stuff, and I'm glad that those people are in the industry because I'm not 
I'm not the modern warfare guy. Now, that being said, I I I've played all three Uncharted games. I've played every single Ratchet and Clank game that's come out. You know, there there are my franchises that I will play sequels and sequels sequels. in the past five years. Yeah, five or six. Five or six years. Mm-hmm. Okay, there have been three Battlefield games in the no, past. Oh no, it's an annualized franchise, which and that's they're they're doing it with Assassin's Creed now too. Yeah, well, so yeah, playing Assassin's Creed after the second one. Blah. Anyway, I would say I I don't I I don't know that I could tell somebody that it's worth five dollars for them to go buy it on VC. Um, if, you, I, if you have one in three, and you want to play an old school Castlevania game. Yeah, if you're kind of completist, yeah. then yeah, you can play it. Um, You've heard my opinions. I'm not a fan, so I'm not going to suggest that people go buy it. But you can, you can get it. Uh, you can get the original version. You can get it for. You can get it on VC, and I think that's the only ways you can get it. Um, I had the card. I don't so. think it's available on a Game Boy cartridge. Is it? Not that so. I'm aware of. No. But so, um, yeah, it might I be mean, included in the um, the 15 year uh, yeah. uh, PlayStation Classic remake. Could be. Might be, yeah. Anyway, that's Castlevania Two. I this is we're like we're ending it on a because I think, in spite of everything, I think none of us are like really hardcore in either direction. None of yeah. us hate it's it really bad. None like of us a, like it a lot. So it's, it's a just, seven out of ten. I appreciate what they tried, but the implementation wasn't that great. And see, I put it at a five out of ten. It's yeah. just like well, man, it's middle of the road, meh. So I put a six. I'll go six. Why not? Yeah, there we go. So it's a five to seven. Has there been anything going on in the industry? No. Who cares? No. No one cares. It's, it's, yeah. Everything's out. Everything is on the market. Everybody's taking big-ass naps until January. Yeah. Really? All the, ga- all the games I are mean, out. Like, yeah, uh, everybody release if they get their shit up by October, so they can launch it by the end of, by the middle of November, so that everybody can then go in the gaming industry and let everybody else buy shit over Christmas, and you take a big ass nap. Why? Because yeah. you haven't seen daylight since April. Yeah, when the release cycle for this started kicking you in the ass, and everyone got to testing for eighty hours a week. Yeah, I've never done this before. Have any of yeah. us done this before? No, I don't know. No. No. I don't think uh, I've ever experienced <laughs> anything like that. No. I want to work in video games. It'll be fun, and I'll never see <laughs> summer again. <laughs> never. <laughs> I go to work. It's dark. I leave. It's dark. There's a yes. reason I look like Casper the unfriendly guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. There's just. Uh, it really is the lull now as we yeah. wait. Uh, I did see that... Um, That's that the L-U-L-L, not the L-O-L-L. <laughs> that I did see that um, like Black Friday, all three consoles sold phenomenal amounts of, of hardware. Good. Like Even the Wii sold something like 500,000 units Sweet. over the Black Friday weekend, something like that. And... Um, I think the uh, like the the Xbox Connected well. clearly blew it away. The Xbox was sold some some absurd like seven hundred thousand units over yeah. a, one weekend. Yeah, you know PS3 still even sold like five hundred grand. So like, yeah. it's cool. It's cool to see that stuff happening. And I'm, I'm sure the PS3 sold because I saw it on bundles for. Uh, it was the PS3 Ratchet and Clank Future uh, Crack in Time and Uncharted Two. I think. In a bundle for two hundred bucks. Wow! For the two hundred and fifty gig for one hundred and ninety nine. Jeez. Yeah. 
Are you fellating your mic? Andy is that what you're doing? Is, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Super yawn. Uh, my jaw just dropped. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I mean there were there were phenomenal Black Friday deals for yeah. the consoles, which is awesome. And there's not a deal that's good enough to get me into going on Black Friday. Oh, I would never go into a store. So <laughs> there's a deal that we get uh, me on Amazon on Black Friday. Absolutely, but, you know, <laughs> online is where it's at. Black Friday to Cyber Monday, man. Like, yeah, uh, we we so Thanksgiving, everybody was over. We did our thing. Everybody was hanging out, and we were bullshitting all night. And people left our house at about one. Right. So we cleaned up, got got everything you know put away, got the dishes done, and it was like two in the morning. And Christina goes, I wonder if Best Buy's still open. You know, they they open at midnight. I wonder if they're if they're just open all night or if they just open for like an hour or something. So, so we're like, fuck it, let's go see. And we went to Best Buy. And we were thinking, oh, it's like we get there at like two thirty. They open at midnight. We figure, okay, maybe things will have at least not ebbed. died down, but ebbed a little bit. No. So we get in there, and the place. The place looks like fucking Kandahar. Like, <laughs> it is ridiculous. The outside where the line was is destroyed. There's fucking trash everywhere. There's people, like, laying Three in the bushes. Hookers. Like, there's a dude that hung himself from the sign, you know? <laughs> like, so you get inside, and the place is really busy, which right. is expected. Right. Um, they've got, like, a kiosk up front where the dude's, like, handing out games that they've got on sale, which is kind of cool. So we Take we were basically modern warfare <laughs> right. three, please. So we were looking for specific a few specific things, right? Like I I wanted a copy of Rayman Origins, but it wasn't on sale, so I okay. didn't buy it there. No. But they had like they had FIFA twelve for thirty bucks. They had yeah. uh, Arkham City for thirty bucks, right? Yeah. So I I had three PS three games that were thirty bucks each. We found a couple of uh, Blu rays that we wanted. Right. Total savings, we were getting about half off. Total savings was going to be about $125. So it's like, all right, that's pretty decent. So we're walking around, and it's one of the larger Best Buys in the area. And there is, they've got all six of their normal registers open, plus they've got their customer service desk slash Geek Squad guys running another five registers. (laughs) The line, we looked at the line, and we're like, oh, that's not so bad. And the line was like three people abreast, and it went to the back of the store. And we were like, Jeez. "We were like, okay, I mean, that's that's going to be a long wait, but it's not terrible. Sure, it's fine." We get back to that corner, and we hear somebody talking, and we find out that the line goes to the back of the store, mm-hmm. goes all the way across the back of the store to the opposite corner oh to God. their appliance section. Really, it then comes forward into their TV section and zigzags back and forth up and down every aisle in their TV and home audio section and then ends at the front of the store again. And we looked at this five DVDs that we have in our hand. We're like, not worth it. Fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) Screw it. Put them on a shelf and we walked out. We're like, done. You would have been at a Walmart. You would have maced some people. Oh yeah, we would have gotten a throat. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. You would have gotten the, your waffle iron. You would have had <laughs> <laughs> But son of a bitch, you had to urban champion your way all the way through to the back of Walmart and See, all the at way least up that to the front. Been more but I got my pop bonus. Three three greeters done. You just yeah. <laughs> You're like, "Welcome to Walmart. Can I help?" <laughs> <laughs> Take your badge. 
And your employee <laughs> discount. <laughs> just saved a nickel on that waffle iron. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Hitman. You first have to take out... You have to go into the front take entrance, out the take out the greeters, put on their shit. Then you have to go into the back and get the uh, and get the uh, uh, the manager for the electronics section, beat his ass, take his shit, put it on. Uh, okay, let's let's call this. Oh, yes. One one thing before I do. Uh, William William Leonard, cheers on you uh, for yeah. remembering Jumping Flash. Yes, Woo! absolutely. Well done, sir. Yes. Uh, okay, so there were two VC releases, not on Wii, both on 3DS. Uh, since the last show, they were Metroid Two: The Return of Samus hey. and Adventure Island, which the Game Boy version of Adventure <laughs> Island, right? Is that what that says? Yeah, I think that's what that says. I don't know. The website's not very clear, but the screenshot's black and white, so it looks like the Game Boy version. Uh, Can you tell the difference? <laughs> um, they are... I mean, Metroid 2 is really good. It's I excellent. really enjoyed Metroid 2. Adventure Island, we played on the show. Uh, I don't know if the Game Boy version's any better, but the you know, mustachioed fat dude on a skateboard is... I, Master Higgins. I guess Master is okay. If you Higgins. like fighting the same boss wearing different masks every four every world yeah. time... Um, Power up or power down? The and, skateboard, your pick. And aside from that, there's really nothing else going on. So we'll wrap up the show. Check us out on check out our our other shows. Uh, we have Trade Secrets. I, Andy and I host alongside Joel Simon and Anne Bean, and it's all our comic book based podcast. We read a, a trade paperback or collected edition every show and we talk about comic books and comic book geekiness so if you like comic books check out that show uh the other one that Dwayne is the host of alongside kellen abel see if i can remember all the names kellen abel joe bono clara lavreniuk and james dykes um is hit the deck it is a card gaming podcast they're they're changing their format up as far as i know like uh, Dwayne talked to me a little bit they're not going to do uh, a game review every show like we do for this because it involves way more setup for them to be able to play and a lot more in depth. Uh, so they're gonna they're gonna talk about um, general uh, card gaming stuff every show and then about every other to every every other to every third show they're gonna do a review of a of some sort of uh, deck building game. But that's a great show. They've got a good good uh, chemistry. So yeah. take a take a look. Listen to them. Um, for all the shows, but especially for the one you're listening to right now after the fact, rate us on iTunes. Helps us get more listeners. Uh, having reviews and ratings is what allows iTunes to recognize us and do stuff, do cool stuff for us and put us in lists and shit that make people want to download us. Absolutely. Review us on Zoom the same way. Uh, HTTP colon slash slash social.zoom.net. You can go in there and search for after the fact and write a review of us. Uh, we're available. The After the Fact show is available on Stitcher Radio as well. So if you want to review us there or rate us there, that would be awesome if that's how you're getting the show. Um, you can follow us on Twitter. The show feed is at After the Fact Pod. I am at Geeky Elite. Andy is at Mathtastrophe. Matthew is at Coin, C O Y N E underscore Metropole. Dwayne is at Dwayne S T A. Dwayne Star. Dwayne Star. All of us are on, available on Twitter. We talk constantly. The show feed is actually probably the 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 least trafficked feed. It's mostly just show announcements. But you can talk to us there, and that's where we will accept questions. If you'd like to be a part of the show, you can get a hold of us by emailing us at afterthefactgeekerific.com. You. You can tweet us at After the Fact Pod. You can like our Facebook page and you can post something to the Facebook wall. It's facebook.com slash After the Fact Podcast. But primarily, if you want to get a hold of us, just email us anytime at After the Fact at Especially now, because we are leading into 
episode 50, 50 of the show. Um, there will be a... Um, episode 50 will come out at the end of the year. The next show that comes up after this one, which is episode 49, will be the best of 2011 show. Um, so we'll have... If you have suggestions for clips that you want to hear in the best of 2011, please send them to us. I will be constructing that episode over the next three weeks, two weeks. Um but uh, we, it, we'll have all kinds of uh, clips from the 2011 season of After the Fact. And uh, episode 50 is going to hopefully be as epic as we want it to be. Um, we will have as many of the regular cast Isn't back. this episode 49? <clears throat> this is episode 49. But you said that the episode 49 would be the best of 2011. No, I said this is episode 49 and then there will be the best of 2011. Fuck, okay. This is episode 49A, 49B. <laughs> uh, the West Coast recording. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, we will try, we're try. we going to try and get as many regular cast members from the last year back on the show as possible. Hopefully we'll get Christina back, and I know Sh- uh, Matt Shoup's going to be in town for a little bit, so we're going to do a short, at least a short recording with him before he leaves town. And hopefully Mike Tron and Patrick will be back and we can get a pretty epic show going on. On Followed that show by Drunken Marauding. Yes. Uh. On that show we will be reviewing Mega Man X. We wanted Sweet. to do something epic and awesome, so like we picked Proto Men. That's yes. how epic and awesome it's gonna be. <laughs> uh so Please, if you've been a listener of the show for the last two years and you've listened through episode 50, we really would like to have uh, a lot of fan participation for this show. Write us an email, even if it's just to tell us the things that you've liked about the show for the last couple of years, the things you've hated about the show, you want to bitch at us, you want to ask us, I don't know, dating advice, you want to, you know... <laughs> you want to not ask Matthew wanna, dating advice. <laughs> <laughs> you want to, you know, you want to talk about Mega Man X or any of the episodes that we've done in the past... Um, please Except for Urban Champion. <laughs> oh, please, including Urban Champion. Oh yeah, do so. Email us at afterthefactatgeekrific.com. Like our Facebook page. Get us get going on there. This has been episode forty nine of After the Fact, all about Castlevania two. I am Luke. Thank you, Matthew. Fare thee well, internets. Thank you, Andy. The morning sun has driven away the horrible game. <laughs> <laughs> and we're out. <laughs> <laughs>